This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. When it comes to jazz improvisation, scales can be really great ways to organize pitches or note choices over top of chords and chord progressions. Now, I don't think scales should be used exclusively by any means to improvise. If we do that, they often become crutches and not tools, and it sounds more like you're playing scales than actual musical melodic lines. But that doesn't mean that we should throw out scales altogether, not at all. We need to know them in order to know our instruments better, to explore them, to navigate them, and they can also be super helpful for helping us identify those note choices. So in today's episode, I'm going to be going over the 16 most important scales that I think you should know for jazz. That's coming right up. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. Hey, what's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Welcome, everybody, to the show again. I appreciate you being here. Today, we're talking about scales. That's right. It's a hot topic. People love scales. Now, if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I am not the biggest fan of using scales for jazz improvisation, and that's not because I don't think they're useful, it's because I often see them used and abused. Now, I've done lots of other episodes and videos and blog posts all about this sort of thing and you know how to properly use scales, and I've talked before on the podcast about thinking of them as pitch collections, different choices to map out ideas of you know, notes we can use to create melodies. That's the more healthy way to think about scales. But today's episode is really just about me actually listing off some scales that I think will be helpful for you to know. Now, by no means do you have to know all of these or be able to play all these to improvise, not not by a long shot. That's absolutely not what I believe about jazz improv. Technically, you can be a great jazz improviser without knowing a single scale. And in my book, Jazz Improvisation Makes Made Simple, I do talk about how really you only need to know five scales. And I'll I'll reveal those at the very end of the episode in case you haven't read my book. Um, but I'm going to be going over 16 scales today. It's more of a comprehensive list of scales that I think are directly related to jazz improvisation. Now, um, this episode is based off of one of my most popular blog posts of all time, called 16 Most Important Scales in Jazz. Uh, this, this, this has been around, uh, this post has been around forever, and a lot of people visit this page. Uh, it shows up pretty high on Google. So um, I'm going to be leaving that post in the show notes today, in the show notes today. So that's going to be at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 214. So you can see all the notation and the formulas and uh, listen to them. And, you know, that'll be a great additional resource for today's podcast episode. 
Okay, so we're going to jump into that in one second. But, you know, let me do a little bit of announcements and all that stuff. I, I would love to start talking to you a bit about my new membership uh, th- that's coming out in Learn Jazz Standards in, in June. And it's called the LGS Inner Circle Membership. I want to start talking to you about this because I've mentioned before that 2020 is the year of community. And I believe community is so important for learning. And I see this all the time in my courses where students are posting their assignments, where students are sharing with each other. And I've heard from them that that is the most important thing. Like that is what's helping them actually take action and practice and make improvement in their jazz playing. So the LGS Inner Circle community is going to be just that. It's not only going to be um, access to all of my courses. That includes 30 Steps to Better Jazz Playing, Jazz Blues Accelerator, all of my eBooks and companion courses. Also additional 101 courses that are being added all the time to this membership, as well as probably the most important one, which is the Jazz Standards Club, which is a monthly study of a new jazz standard with resource packs, tutorial videos, an etude composed by a professional jazz musician. All these things are going to be in this membership, as well as a great, awesome community forums and also practice groups that you can form with other people to work on certain things that you want to work on. So I want to tell you more about this uh, membership as time goes by, but I want to start, uh, you know, talking to you about it because I, I I think that you should be a part of this community. It's going to be coming out in June, so keep an eye out. We will have uh, some founding members. You could call them beta testers that are going to be in there in in May. Um, but you know, for for everybody else, uh, I want I want to start teasing this to you because it, it's because I do believe this is going to be very important. And I want to provide the best possible success I can for you. So I'm going to be telling you more about that. Make sure you're signed up to the newsletter. So that's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash newsletter if you are not involved in that. Because that's kind of where I often make announcements and keep people up to date on everything going on with things such as this. All right. So the LGS Inner Circle membership. Really pumped and excited to be releasing that soon. All right. Enough business talk. Let's jump right into those scales. Okay, so we're going to go over uh, 16 scales, 16 scales that I believe are important for jazz. Like I said, based off my blog post, the 16 most important scales in jazz. So um, this isn't going to be so much like, hey, here's a bunch of different exercises you can do with these scales. It's going to be, here's what the scales are. Here's the chord you can play over it. Okay, so um, let's go over them, starting with number one. But the the section here, there's categories here that we're going to be talking about. And so the first is the modes of the major scale. Okay, um, modes are uh, important when it comes to jazz, uh, especially it, when it comes to jazz, because uh, we can think of playing in a certain key, such as the key of C major, right? We'll just use C major for now. It's the easiest to, uh, to deal with. We have the, right? We have the, spit it out, Brent. We have... We have the diatonic series, the major diatonic series. And for each one of these chords, you can apply a mode, right? Each one of these, a mode can be applied to. And really, it all comes out of the same parent scale, which is number one, Ionian, or the major scale, 
All right. So sounds like this. You've all heard it before. Right? So over any one chord, over any one chord, such as C major 7, if we're in the key of C major 7, you can play the major scale. All right? Easy enough, right? That's the most basic one. It's, you know, easy, easy. Okay? Okay, but number two is the Dorian minor scale. The Dorian minor scale. Okay? Now, the formula for the Dorian minor scale is 1, 2, flat 3, 4, 5, 6, flat 7, 8. Again, you can see this if you want to look at this in the show notes today with that blog post. But it sounds like this. Okay, that was D Dorian. Okay, D Dorian. Now we're in the key of C and we're talking about the modes. So we started with. Oh, what am I doing? We start with C major. That was the one chord. The two chord is D minor. And that's where we play. That's where we play the Dorian minor scale. Now, what is really the Dorian minor scale? It's really easy to think about it when we think. And this is really all the modes, as you'll see. We basically have a parent scale, which is C. And then we're talking about starting on the second tone, which is D. So really, we're just playing the C major scale. But we're starting and we're ending on the second tone, which is D. So starting on D, ending on D, but still the same notes that are in the C major scale. So we just understand the parent scale. That makes modes so much easier, in my opinion, to think about and remember. So anytime you see like a, you know, a minor chord, right? Then you can start thinking, oh, okay, Dorian. I can play E Dorian, right? What's the parent major? It's D, so that's key of D major, right? So we can play over that E minor seven. Does that make sense? Okay, so that's number two, the Dorian. And we can play that over minor chords uh, in certain contexts, right? So oftentimes the one chord or the two chord, right? Or the, uh, you can, yeah, you can play it over the six chord, but Aeolian is a little bit better for that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. One second. All right. Number three is the Phrygian, the Phrygian minor scale. Okay. Now this particular scale, we can play over the three chord. So if we're in the key of C major and you know that and you see a E minor seventh chord, well, this is a good opportunity to play Phrygian. So let's listen to it. Right? Okay. Now you can play the Phrygian over the E minor seventh chord, and the Phrygian is what? It's the same as the C major, it just starts on the third tone. So you can play that over top of uh, the E minor seven. You can also play it over top of a. Over a G7 flat nine, sus. This is cool. This is really cool. So this is kind of a cool uh, thing you can use the Phrygian on, and that is the dominant five chord flat nine sus, dominant seventh chord flat nine sus, the five chord, right? Which would be G7 in the key of C major. Okay, but Phrygian, it's just starting on the third tone of a major scale and ending on it. Makes sense? All right. Um, okay, let's go to number four. 
Dolidian major. Now, as you can imagine, we're just going straight down. So C major was the one chord, D minor was the two chord, E, e minor was the three chord, and now we are on the four chord, which is F major. So you can imagine we're probably going to be starting probably going to be starting on the fourth tone and ending on the fourth tone but still playing the C major scale so it sounds like this okay so you can play that over the four chord you can also play that over a one sharp 11 chord a one sharp 11 chord so what would that be that would be C major 7 sharp 11. So listen to this. Sounds a little bit out, but you can play it, right? Okay. Moving on to number five. Mixolydian, or sometimes people call it the dominant scale. Mixolydian or the dominant scale. Um, now this one, you can play over the five chord. What's the five chord of C major? That's G, right? Because we're, we're going through the diatonic series. That was the four chord, and this is the five chord, which is G7. Okay, now as you can imagine, we're starting on G and ending on G, but we're still playing the C major scale. You can also think of it as you're playing a G major scale, but you're just flatting the seven. So, okay, and here's what it sounds like. Okay, sound good? So that's that's really what you can play over any dominant seventh chord. You can play Mixolydian. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh, number six is the Aeolian or natural minor. Aeolian or natural minor. We call, we call by the way, um, Aeolian is, is like the relative minor, right? So this one, obviously, you can play over an A minor. So what is it? We're starting on the sixth note of the C major scale and ending on the sixth note of the C major scale, which is A. So it sounds like this. Okay. Now you can play, you can play this over really any one chord, like one minor chord works just fine. Um, in jazz, typically I would say we play the Dorian. I'll get to that actually when I talk about the five, the five most important ones. But uh, you can play that over the sixth chord or a one minor chord, okay? Number seven is Locrian or the half diminished scale, okay? Locrian or the half diminished scale. Um, so this is a, a big one because a lot of people wonder, you know, what scale do I play over or what notes do I play over half diminished chord? They're kind of weird, right? So in this case, if we're in this key of concert C, that's going to be... A B minor seven flat five. This is the seventh chord of the series, the last one before we return home to to C major, right? So we're starting and ending on the seventh note B of the C major scale. So uh, you can also just think of like, okay, I'm playing a C major scale, but starting on the seventh note, right? Right. So let's let's play with the piano here. Okay, so it really fits like a glove, the Locrian scale, when it comes to, to, 
to the half diminished. But again, a really great way to think about it is if you're playing any half diminished chord, you can sort of just think like, oh, a half step up from that is a major scale. Um, right? And then you can start playing ideas. That's a really, really easy way. Like some people find the half diminished. It's so elusive and weird and I don't know how to deal with it. But you know, really just think of a, a major scale, a half step up from that chord. That's a really great hack. And you're playing all the notes that would be inside that chord. Okay. So any half diminished chord, you can play the Locrian. Um, now this one is called 7.5. So, te- so technically there's more than 16 scales I'm dealing with here, but this, it, it's so simple here. It, it's the Locrian sharp two is what you can also do. And it sounds exactly uh, like what it is. So instead of going and playing like B to C for the Locrian, you'd go B to C sharp. And this works as well. So listen to this. See how like almost a little bit more exotic that sounds with that sharp two, and it sounds really nice as well. So either one of those really works nicely, either the Locrian or the Locrian sharp two over half diminished. Okay, um, okay. Now we're going to a new category. We've covered the modes. We've covered all the modes. We've covered Ionian, Dorian, Phrygian, Lydian, Mixolydian, Aeolian, and. Uh, Locrian and Locrian sharp two. So all of those, again, it's not that hard if you know what the parent major scale is. So number eight, we're going to move into um, a new category, and that is called the diminished scales, because that's really the only quality of seventh chord we haven't covered yet, right? We've covered major, minor, um, you know, different different functions of minor, right? We've covered uh, dominant seventh chords, we've covered half diminished chords. That's that's the four major, the four qualities of seventh chords, but we need five, right? Five. So the last one is diminished. So there are really um, three options. Well, there's four options. Uh, wait, is there? Eh, no, there's uh, there's there's uh, just two options. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking ahead at the wrong scales. All right, there's two options for the diminished scales. Um, okay, number eight is the half whole diminished or the dominant diminished the half whole diminished or the dominant diminished. So now this one technically, technically, you don't necessarily play this over a diminished seventh chord, but you also sort of do because a dominant seventh flat nine chord, a dominant seventh flat nine chord is pretty much the same thing as a diminished seventh chord. Um, This is because diminished seventh chords uh, have symmetry involved in them. So here's a C diminished now, if I go up a minor third, that's an E flat diminished seventh, but it's really actually just the same thing. It's actually the same as a, it's the same as a C diminished. Okay, um, it's just a different inversion. You can bring up the next minor third, and that's uh, I guess you can call it a G flat diminished. All the same. That's a diminished that's all the, and then finally we're back to c diminished those are just inversions of the same chord so you're just the same notes you're just switching them around right that's all that really is so to demonstrate that a diminished seventh chord can really be the same thing as a dominant seven flat nine just take a c diminished seventh for a second and if you go up a whole step from C, that's D, and I play a dominant seven flat nine, it's the exact same 
as as a, a, a dominant seven flat nine. Okay, um, so that that's this is where we use number eight, the half hold diminished or the dominant diminished scale. So this is basically one flat two, flat three, three sharp four, five six, flat seven eight. I don't expect you to remember that, um, but essentially we call it the half hold diminished because it's just a half step, a hole, a half step, a hole, a half step, a hole. And so this works really great anytime you have a dominant seventh chord that has a flat nine in it. Okay, so this is what it sounds like. So this is going to be a, a C half hold diminished scale. See how nice that sounds? It sounds great, right? Um, okay, so this one, number nine, is the one that you would actually play over a diminished chord, a diminished seventh chord, and that is the whole half diminished. So whole step, half step, whole step, half step, alternating whole steps and half steps. That's all that really is, okay? And this is what this one sounds like. So this is C diminished. Okay? All right. So the next scale, uh, this goes outside of the diminished scales now. This is the altered scale. This is the altered scale. And so the altered scale, um, it's actually similar to the half whole diminished scale, uh, but it's actually a mode of the melodic minor. Okay. So we talked about the modes of the major scale. This is the modes of the melodic minor scale. Um, You don't really need to know. I personally don't think you need to know all the modes of the melodic minor scale, but the altered scale is kind of important because oftentimes... Um, in jazz, right? We have like a dominant seventh chord that has a lot of alterations and resolves to a one chord, right? So, or or even a right a minor minor seventh chord, minor one chord. So any altered dominant doesn't have to resolve to one chord; it can resolve to a, a, a two chord or something like that too. Um, but this is the altered scale, and it kind of just hits all of the different alterations, the sharp nines, the flat 13s, the flat 9, the sharp 11. So here's what this one sounds like. So this is a C alt. Okay, just a great scale to like perfectly outline all of those notes. Okay, number 11 is the whole tone scale. So this one, um, kind of also, you could play this over an altered chord as well. Technically, it'd be a C7 flat 13 is what the whole tone scale um, really is best at doing. But whole tone scale works just fine when it comes to uh, playing over an altered as well. A whole tone is just, we call it whole tone because it's just... Just... It's just really whole steps. So whole step. Well, I'll play it for you on the with the piano recording here. So listen to this. This is C7 flat 13. Right? So it, it's a, just a different sound over top of an altered, some kind of altered chord. It's kind of that dream, the 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 cliche dream scale you know like a you know in like a movie or something someone's having a dream or daydreaming or something okay number 12 is where we start getting into the really jazz and blues stuff so um number 12 is combined kind of two scales together and that is the minor pentatonic and the blues scale 
the reason why they're combined together and not separate is because the blues scale is really just the same as a minor pentatonic. Um, it just has a sharp four in it. Okay. So a minor pentatonic um, sounds like this. So this is a, a, an A minor pentatonic. So, right. So this is where you can play your minor chord. In. Or you can even over a dominant seventh chord. So an A7. Of course, when we do the dominant seventh chord, that's where people like to make it the blues scale. So that's where we go add that sharp four in it. Okay. So the formula for a minor pentatonic is, uh, well, it is one flat three, four flat five, five. So one flat three, four flat five, five. Um, sorry, that's the, the formula for a blues scale. All right, so this is what it sounds like, the blues scale. I'll play you a dominant seventh chord with it. Okay, so it just really outlines the blues really well, and you know it has those sounds in it. So um, it's a great one to know, right? Obviously. There's so many um, applications of the minor pentatonic that you can use. It doesn't have to be just used over a dominant seventh chord or a minor seventh chord. Um, there's another great podcast episode I have where I talk about different applications of the minor pentatonic, and I'll leave that in the show notes as well if you'd like to listen to that. Um, number 13 is the Lydian dominant. Okay, Lydian dominant. So sometimes we have what we call sharp 11 chords. So dominant 7, sharp 11. So this is a C7, sharp 11 chord. Thelonious Monk loved these chords, right? So, um, or I like this voicing a little better on the guitar. So this one is essentially a, a Lydian, a Lydian, right? So over, over top of uh, the C7, it can, it's a Lydian, but it, it's dominant because it's a dominant seventh chord. Right? We're not playing a C major seventh chord. So we're basically playing that sharp four like we would in a Lydian. But we're playing the, the flat seven in there because it's a dominant seventh chord. So it sounds like this. And here's the piano. Cool. So now we're going into the final stretch here, the last scales. And um, this next category here, the last category is uh, bebop scales. Now, a lot of people love bebop scales because they sort of uh, they sort of get that sound of bebop that we're all trying to figure out, and so this is a more of a formulaic way to get those sounds um, with passing tones and things like this. Now, this is where bebop scales can be very musical scales; they can be really helpful scales. We don't want to get too caught up in the formulas of them to just apply over different chords because then we're obviously going to start sounding formulaic and not like playing real music, but these can kind of help you start conceptualizing that bebop sound. So number 14 is the major bebop scale. Okay, number 14, the major bebop scale. Um, now, bebop scales, just so you know, they're always descending. They descend. So they're not ascending scales, they're descending. So... 
Again, formulas in this blog post, but it's eight seven six flat six five four three two one. So here's what it sounds like. This is a major bebop scale. So over a, a one major seventh chord or any major seventh chord. This is C major seven. Um, let's play that one more time. So it has those chromatic passing notes in it, and that's kind of what gives you that bebop sound. Okay, number 15 is the minor bebop. The minor bebop. So basically, you just take the major bebop, but you flat the sevens and you flat the threes, and here you go. You got it. So let's listen to this. So this is going to be over a C minor seven. All right, let's listen to it one more time. Okay, number 16, the final one is the Mixolydian Bebop scale. Now, as you can imagine, we're really talking about the same thing here, but not not a flat three, just a regular three because it's a dominant seventh chord. It's over a G7, Mixolydian, right? So G7 is the chord. So you can play this over any five chord, any dominant seventh chord, really. Okay, and this is what it sounds like. This is a G7. Okay, so that's all of them. And just a really quick recap, number one was the Ionian or major scale. Number two was the Dorian minor. Number three was the Phrygian minor. Number four was the Lydian major. Number five was the Mixolydian. Number six, the Aeolian. Number seven, Locrian. Uh, 7.5, Locrian sharp two. Uh, Number eight, the half whole diminished. Number nine, the whole half diminished. Number 10, the altered scale. Number 11, the whole tone scale. Number 12, the minor pentatonic and blues scale. Number 13, the Lydian dominant scale. Number 14, the major bebop scale. Number 15, the minor bebop scale. And number 16, the mixolydian bebop. Okay, that's all the 16. Um, now, like I mentioned before, like I have a list of just five because that's a lot of scales and that might overwhelm some of you, especially if you're a little bit newer to jazz. So if you really want to simplify things, it, you really just stick with the modes, honestly. So... Uh, there's five of the scales because um, because there's only five there's only five main qualities of core of, of seventh chords that we use in jazz right so we have C major seven we have um, C dominant seven we have C minor seven we'll have C half diminished right and we have uh, C diminished seven now the, the, sorry I was playing C but I was just showing you the different qualities i wasn't actually playing the proper chords in that uh key um so that might have been a little confusing sorry about that but so for example for the major scales you play the uh, sorry for the major chords you play major scale if you for dominant seventh chords like the g you play the do, uh you play mixolydian for minor you play dorian okay so for um that's three so okay so four so the fourth quality of chord is half diminished so um that would be the locrian right so that's the locrian you can play the sharp two as well if you want and then for diminished you play the whole half the whole half diminished 
Okay, so that's only five. And I, I think that is really a, a great way to simplify all of this. But if you want to go even further and know more scales, the 16 scales is really helpful. So kind of my call to action for you this week is to consider one of those scales that maybe you're unfamiliar with and practice it. You know, so maybe you're unfamiliar with the altered scale. So take that altered scale and bring it into all 12 keys so that you can play that over any uh, any any dominant seventh chord that you come across, right? So that, that way you kind of add those sounds into your arsenal so that when you do come to a dominant seventh chord and you want to add alterations, at least you know what where some of the notes land on your on your horn or your guitar or your piano or your bass or whatever you're playing, right? So that's my call to action for you and hope that you take action on that. Okay, that's all for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate you. Hope that was helpful for you today. Now, uh, as always, we have more shows coming out next week. Another show coming out next week and many great things in the pipeline um, that I'm pretty excited about podcast-wise. But if you need more to listen to, nothing's stopping you because there's a huge library of shows for you. And... If you're like, eh, want to take a break from the podcast, guess what? I've got a YouTube channel. So youtube.com forward slash LearnJazzStandards. Lots of content. Of course, you can go to the website, LearnJazzStandards.com and surf the blog. We have over a thousand posts there of just different content that can help you with your jazz playing. So be sure to check out those things. And of course, as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you've never subscribed on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Just subscribe to the show. Make sure you share the show with other people. Don't keep something good to yourself. And I'll look forward to seeing you next time. Cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.